Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. Yes, Gets we me are. talkative and introspective. Yeah. We are right. officially practicing your triangle. Go okay, for it, Ames. Cool. Let's do this. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome into Untitled Van Life Project, the podcast. My name is Amy. There's that cough. <laughs> Sitting next to me. <laughs> Sitting next to me is Caleb, my co host. Welcome, Caleb. Thank you. And, and sitting next to me... Okay, yes. Pass it off. <laughs> ...is the one and only Bryce Raider. Welcome, Bryce Raider. Thank you. Bryce What's up, Raider. Guys? Yeah, this is an episode of our Campfire Chats where we have a guest on. Today, mm-hmm. uh, Bryce is filling the role of the guest. Yes, and we have had... Bryce, we've had you on before. Um... It was, oh, I wonder if it was like exactly a year ago. It has to be close. It is, it has to be close. Because we met you in January and this is like beginning of February. So we had definitely hung out for a few weeks before we asked you to be on the podcast. So I wonder, oh man, I need to, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, can you fact check (laughs) that one? I don't think he can fact check that one. I think that one's out of his range right now. I'll give him my phone so he can look in my photos. We'll just have to search our photos. Yeah. Um, but yes, we have had Bryce on, but you were here with Jen. So now we are getting you solo and... Bryce Rader, welcome to the show. I don't Thank think you. we knew your last name last time. so <laughs> We might I mean, not have even known your know. last name. Yeah. So I'm going to be using it a lot just because I like it. And it's the name <laughs> of our bike. So <laughs> it does. It, it yes. feels natural to say it. Yes. Yeah. So welcome. Any opening thoughts here? <laughs> well, I feel honored you named my old bike that you purchased after me. Yes. I love that bike. I actually like that bike more than my current bike that I have. Oh, oh really? Well, hands off. Just a lot of <laughs> sentimental value because mm-hmm. I kind of get that way about things. But also, I just think it's the most beautiful bike like I've ever seen. Caleb always talks about how beautiful it is. It's hard not to stare at. Yeah. I know. That's why, honestly, I was so sad when it got... Uh, recently, our bike got clipped by another car mm-hmm. in a little hit-and-run situation. Minor damage, but even the minor damage, <laughs> like, just looking at it, even knowing what could have happened to the van, mm-hmm. like, seeing the bike just kind of, like, unrideable, it just, like, made me very sad. Like, I bet. <laughs> yeah, it is. It was a sad occurrence. We need to get on that. But, yes, for those of <laughs> yes. you who don't know, uh, Bryce connected us to essentially buy a mountain bike that used to be your old one yes last may and we decided to name it raider which is also just a really cool last name well yeah. thank you do you like your last name <laughs> i so if i think about it like tomb raider or oh. the, like that sort of thing uh-huh. to me i'm like that's kind of cool or um just like raider like a like a viking guy with a shield you yeah, know yeah. and i'm like all right that's kind of cool but then when i normally think of it like the raiders football team I've oh. never even made that connection. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not wow. into football, and I don't really like their branding and stuff. And yeah. so to me, that it, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm indifferent. Like wow. For some reason, yeah. I've always thought of Darth Vader when I think of Raider. Yes, and that's always. actually my mom's email and screen name. <laughs> that's it's, amazing. I love yes. that for your mom. You call it, it's Darth and, Darth. and also maybe Facebook profile or some kind of social yes. media. I've been oh, yeah. I've been uh, suggested a Facebook friend of. <laughs> Darth Raider or Darth something Raider, is like yes. the profile name. Yes. That's her. Uh, Shout out, mom. Wow. Wow, That's I'm really surprised. Clever. You know, I, like I would have never thought yeah. you would associate your name with the football team as you're yeah. not into football yourself. No, right. I'm not. And, and um, yeah, it always goes there in my head. And I think it's just because a lot of kids, maybe growing up, would just, would just say that back in like the starter jacket days and mm-hmm. stuff, you know? Yeah. That yeah, makes sense. That does yeah. make sense. As a kid, I would say that. Yeah. And I also, I think when I found out your last name, I also too probably thought of the Raiders football team first. Yeah. Which I think they have pretty good branding. Do you? Oh, pretty I iconic. Okay. I don't like yeah. their brand. It's really classic, but I don't like their it. Their brand is iconic. I think I just no. don't like black and silver and white. Like, I need a pop of color in there. I think I don't like their color scheme. I think that's I just like that. But then their, their stadium, like their fan base is called like the Black Hole. 
Like well, it's that cool. was it's their like, old you know, stadium. Oh, okay. That, well, it's still, I think, what do they call the fan base? Uh, do you know that? I do, but I can't think of it. I don't know. I like it. I like the whole thing. They're like, they're like sucking the color out. They're not just black and silver. They are just like, you know. Shoot. Man, <laughs> not that gonna... I'm a Raiders fan. I'm a Titans fan. That's going to bother but... me. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to bother me. But you know what? Aaron Rodgers actually can fact check that because he's in the NFL. Yeah, so. and he might be going to the Raiders. So, <laughs> so yes. Thank you. Wow. Join in. Full circle. <laughs> Full circle. That's crazy. Yeah. But just for a little backstory, I guess, on how we know you, Bryce, Um, if you didn't listen to the episode with him and Jen, which you definitely should. um, Jen being his partner. Yes. Yes. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. We, I guess Caleb met you first, technically. Um, (laughs) Yes. Technically. (laughs) Which, do you want to just do like a quick synopsis of that story? Yeah. I guess, when did we talk about it? On the episode where both you guys were on like our original episode we did talk about it on that episode yeah i think we've actually talked about it by campfires and it's came up a lot over the years right yeah because it's such a funny story it is well bryce and jen are fellow nomads in a red van yes um very easy to spot like an icon (laughs) honestly yes (laughs) i would think is our okay here's a question for you kind of off topic but do you think our blue van is easy to spot or harder to spot I feel like it blends in, and then it's... it's um, To the environment or to, like, the life out here, the other rigs oh, and stuff? Oh, to know? the environment, I think. Okay. Um, because it, it's it's wood, and then, mm-hmm. you know, the patina. Yes, patina. which we talk a lot about. That yes. might have been... That's our word of the year. <laughs> so, like, yeah, okay. you taught us that word. Yeah, yes. I didn't know that word. You did teach me a new word. Um, yeah, and just because of that, I don't know. It, like, it kind of blends into environments where, okay, so... A good example of this is when we parked in our old spot mm-hmm. uh, where we first met you guys, right? Uh-huh. You could see us. And well, not s- me, technically. That's uh, what, huh? I met you further down the road. Oh, right? did, oh that's right. Okay, that's yes. right. That was the story we were getting to. We got yes. sidetracked. But <laughs> I, I couldn't see you guys at all. So we're camouflaged. You are more, oh. more camouflaged than us. I mean, oh, yeah. We're like and, and I would say, uh, shout out to Sarah, her white van is yes. also pretty easy to spot for some reason. I would like think her it, specifically? No. Well, any pro master. <laughs> <laughs> Hers is special specifically, but there's a lot of white pro masters out there as well. Yeah, yes. And I think, common. yeah, for some reason, I think our van with all its patina mm-hmm. would be easy to spot. But for some reason, I do feel like it gets lost. Yeah. Well, so I think it's camouflage, but it's easy to spot in terms of like if you see a blue van parked in a spot, you're going to know if it's us or not. You know, I don't think the Forest Service knows us yet, (laughs) (laughs) especially in Colorado, which I'm like, come on, you have to know us. We're the South Dakota van that's in the same areas week in and week out. (laughs) And you drive past us. I do feel like it is a rare color, though. I don't know if I've really seen another um, sprinter in this color. And I've seen it. I don't think I have either. I think we've seen we saw one in Jackson. Oh, Remember, yes. he came and pulled by us. It was a newer Mercedes Sprinter. Yes. Really? Like, uh, so not a like T1N. Like a 2020. it was this exact color blue. Um, obviously not with the patina. Yeah, the fade. yeah you got to age that. Yes. How yes. would you, for those who don't know, how would yeah. you, uh, what's the definition of patina? Uh, so for me, like, I don't know what it would actually be if you were to Aaron Rodgers it, but for, for me, it's like... Well, I learned uh, it through you, so I need the Bryce Raider. Yes patina definition yes it's, it's something uh that has it, it shows its cosmetic wear and use and it also i think in my opinion has a lot of character that comes with that so like it comes from the car world that's where i got it so oh. there was a whole movement where um you know oftentimes hot rod car builders 
would want like a really shined up, polished, brand new looking hot rod. And then later on, uh, it became more of a, a trend to actually take like a barnyard find, you know, like an old classic car uh -huh. that someone had stored in a barn when the motor had issues 50 years ago. They haul it out of the barn and it has all this patina character originality to it. And then they just do like a fresh motor and maybe mm -hmm. some fresh interior so mm -hmm. that you're not sitting on, you know, a disgusting seat and holding on to this giant steering wheel from the <laughs> 1950s. Yes. But it has all this character, right? So it has those years of service. And your van just has that. You can tell it's been lived in. You can yes. tell it's like, it just has, it, it, it just, I don't know, has more patina than really anything else I've been exposed to. And I, I love that about wow, it, you know? the most patina of anything yeah. you've been yeah. exposed to. Yeah. Definitely I mean, a compliment. Yes. yes yeah. I do take that as a compliment. <laughs> It could use, we were, I think we were always saying it had personality, which is, yes. I like patina though better. Yeah, it's, you, you do. You gotta search a little more for, yeah, what does it mean here? But yeah, uh, Santiago does have a shit ton of patina. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we can go a little less. I can just go patin. 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 <laughs> or petty. Step back to character. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Personality. Yeah, step back. Just a, just yeah, a just tad. A, yeah. Just a little twist, you know. <laughs> We're just peeking here and there, like a waveform. Oh okay. Wow, keep going. Just please. <laughs> no, I'm done. I'm done. Okay, anyway, I was, I was getting to the story of how I met Bryce. Yes. yes. I'm going to make it quick. Yeah, no yeah, more sidetracks. Yeah, the short version. <laughs> the short version. Uh, we found stray dogs where we were camping outside of Tucson. Mm -hmm. And I went looking for the stray dogs' owners, asking people as I came across them. Two of those people being Bryce and Jen. We were also having a fire that night, so I invited them to the fire. Perfect. How was that? That's where that we was, met. That was perfect. Ooh, did you time that? Wow. It was less than a minute. That's the shortest I've ever told a story <laughs> in my life. But that's basically what happened. But the yeah. dogs were not yours because you no. have your own dog. Yes. Mm -hmm. A 90-pound boxer. Yeah. Oh, yes. Boxer. Big boy boxer. Big boy. Mm -hmm. Yes. Beautiful boy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but that is the story of how we met you. And I think it's so... I can't... Who would have ever thought that, like, that interaction would turn into this we obviously just kept having fires together really grew our connection together um ended up kind of like unintentionally traveling all spring together yes we just like had a hard time leaving each other yes <laughs> and no one really had anywhere they had to be mm -hmm. and weather was still kind of like iffy so you know there weren't really you couldn't really just travel anywhere across the u.s and have great weather so our options were kind of limited and we just really i feel like just wanted to stay with y'all and sarah the whole time Same. you know mm -hmm. well and then there was also the curse yes so every time one of us left the group there was a tragic accident that would occur <laughs> and it i don't know Tragics what maybe a little dramatic <laughs> okay <laughs> like nothing well i guess jet got hurt well, I was saying, um, yeah, Jack got hurt. I mean, everyone had van some sort of van troubles. Sarah mm -hmm. probably had it worse. By far. <laughs> yes. But everyone had some sort of van trouble, um, whether, you know, regardless of the scale. Um, but yeah, kind of just goes to show that, like, no matter what, you're gonna, like, it's, we're not the only ones who have van troubles. Yes. <laughs> you know, or yeah. driving troubles. Like, well, I mean, it I literally think happened to each one of us. Since we've been on the road, too, just anyone long term, they're gonna deal with that issue. Or even short, I wonder about short term. Because that was, I mean, that was in the first six months or so for y'all. Yeah, I guess it yeah. was still pretty early. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because y'all haven't been on the road as long as us. No, and I, I bought a high, high mileage van, you know. So oh, did? I don't same. even think I knew that. Yeah, so it looks, um, 
I don't remember who it looks very shiny. It looks new, it right? Does. It doesn't look like it has a lot of patina. No, no, it's gaining it uh, each time we drive down desert roads. But yes. yeah, my, uh, my van had, um, when I bought it, like 170,000 miles. Oh, shit. Even though it was only no three way. years old, yeah. Really? So we're, we're... I don't think I knew this. We're like a few hundred miles from 2,000, or 200,000, sorry. Wow. Wow, that's going to be a big moment. Yes. Yeah. I remember yeah. filming it on our van when I hit no 200,000. Like you pulled yeah. your phone out and we're I like, did. we don't yes. think while you're driving. You and we had, that, that's only, that was only like 11,000 miles from what we bought it at. <laughs> so we'd only driven it 11,000 miles. I think it was our first year, maybe. I remember I was going down... No, we were going it was, to Colorado. It was a year and a half in. But I was leaving. It was that Valley of the Gods going one way or the other. Oh, I thought it was when we were driving up to Denver for a wedding on New Year's. Uh, I don't, I mean, I don't remember the Aaron, exact time. Aaron, <laughs> yeah, this gonna, is where Aaron. You're going to be a busy okay, guy. Okay, Aaron <laughs> isn't recording our life, though. He's not recording facts about our life. He just knows facts. Yeah. He's our, like our fact checker. Okay. Well, he's going to have to That do fact isn't on Wikipedia or anything. I did yet. not know that about y'all's van. Yeah. It's so fun learning new things. <laughs> I just can't believe we've only known each other for like a year because mm-hmm. you guys are like some of our best friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like we've communicated more in the last year than I've communicated with anyone else. Yeah. At all. Same. Yeah. You know, like our phones blew up for six months that we were apart. <laughs> it was just like a daily conversation that just, it's all so natural and so fun. And I was about I, to say, so like, natural yeah. too, which you kind of, I feel like can get in a funny spot with that because you can be working or you can be in a meeting or something and yes. not really be looking at your phone. Right. Whereas, and like, you know, maybe me, Sarah and Jen are just like going, going, going. And then you come look at your phone like 45 minutes later and it's <laughs> yes. like 74 texts <laughs> yes. and you're just like... How did that happen? <laughs> That's like driving here, like in yes, January, yes. and like we we're using my phone for maps and music all day. And I would just like when we parked, I would look at it. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like I don't, <laughs> yes. I have no way of catching up. I'm not gonna spend my time going back well, and you reading. Group that, whatever happened. You group that with with like all the you know like loving and like yes. liking and everything, and it just like adds up so fast. You know, it's not even <laughs> oh, all the loving and liking. Yes, yeah, the, yeah. the reaction, the emoting, yes. 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 the emoting. Yes, yes. those such those heavy emoters count. that. That shouldn't count but as, they like, count a as a notification. Yeah, they shouldn't, but they yeah. do. <laughs> but, yeah, anyways, I'm still always amazed that you chose to come to the campfire that night because I was so scary. Oh, and, yes. <laughs> you, know? I, I, you know, sometimes you have to face your fears. Is that what it was? <laughs> no, no, no I, I think that uh, I just had a good sense about, like, you and just after mm-hmm. having our short conversation. And obviously you're out there just trying to help these dogs and you've been walking <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. forever that's a, yeah, i mean we i didn't run realize like, that it's a long walk <laughs> yeah it's, poor dogs yeah. especially from back here we were in this spot well, yeah we were in this exact wow i just spot. realized that yeah we were yeah in, wow yes. and so i mean mind blown and, and i'm the sort of person i guess that like when i have a good feeling about a situation i'll just like jump into it so like i was like these guys seem really cool like mm. I, you know you seem like a great guy and we got invited wow. to a fire we're in the middle of the desert if it was just Jen, I know 100% her anxiety would have kept her from coming. Mm-hmm. Like, 100%. Um, but in those situations, like, I feel like I thrive a little bit where I'm just like, um, as long as it's not something really risky, because mm-hmm. I'm not a big risk taker in just in general, but I was like, this seems great. Like, why would I avoid this, like... This seems like a really fun time. What's the worst that happens? Like, we go there and we His don't dread fit in. smell or something. Yeah, yeah he's definitely stinky. <laughs> and, Which and is anyway, true. I am stinky. It was, you know... So, it, wait, you said you're not a big risk taker. Like, what do you what do you think is one of the biggest risks you've ever taken? Like, would being in the van be one? Yeah, I, th- I think selling my house 
and jumping into the van is probably it might be number one the riskiest thing i've ever done um i mostly don't take risks when it comes to like dangerous situations yeah so like when we're gonna go um mountain biking and there's like a big obstacle that's something a big drop maybe it's like a seven foot drop and i've like never done drop like this i'm not just gonna send it yeah. i have friends mm. that would just ride off that thing and we'll see what happens <laughs> um but i'm just not that sort of person i have to like build up to it and my build up is it slows progression at times like it is it is very i'm gonna have to do a one foot drop and then a foot and a half drop and then increments up and whatever to, to feel comfortable. But when I roll up to it, I can't have that like, oh shit reaction because mm -hmm. that's how you actually get hurt. Yeah. Uh -huh. So I have to get into a mental state and it's something I'm like working on where when I'm in that situation that I don't freak out because when you freak out, you get hurt. And mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. it's, it's all in my brain. I, I think, you know, physically I'm capable of some of those things, but if I have like this adverse reaction and shit the bed right before the jump, <laughs> it's just not a good time. Yeah, yeah. And it was like that all the way back to when I was younger and skateboarding and jumping off staircases and doing stuff like that, you know, staircases. which sounds risky to the layman over here. Yeah. But I wouldn't, you know, I might have a friend. Skateboarding sounds risky to me. It was. I did it like twice and I broke my wrist. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> sounds like most people's skate yeah. story. Yes. yes, I know. Exactly. <laughs> But I, I had friends that would throw themselves off of staircases that were like 10 stairs high. And I was always like, especially as someone For that's, fun, right? For, yeah, for fun. For fun, okay. And, and helmets Just are not cool. Would you land <laughs> Helmets on, like... are not cool. It's so like parkour or skating? You're skating. Okay. You'd skate up and you'd ollie or... Did you ever get into parkour or your friends? A little bit. There really? was like a, there was a moment that <laughs> How we much were... were you in the parkour? I have jumped off buildings before. Wow. Um, Can you do the wait, roll? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I want to know that technique yes. just for like safety purposes. I like have... if you have to jump out of a burning building or something? Yeah, or helicopter. Yeah. I think yeah. if you skateboard, you fall <laughs> on cement so much. And since helmets and pads aren't cool in skateboarding... That you just kind of learn how to like not smash your head, and you so, learn how to fall. Yeah, and, and falling is so important when it, it comes is. to that stuff. You don't think about skill. it. Yes. You're just carrying momentum and not just impacting the ground 100. percent I am not good at falling. <laughs> I hate you're it taking charges at, in basketball. You're good at like you don't fall a lot. You catch yourself before you fall. Well, just yes. in general. Well, just like walking around or yes. hiking. Yes. I do. I do say I trip a lot, but I rarely fall. Sure. Yes. Like I'm always tripping. Yeah, yes. yeah you're tripping. Yes. I'm always, no, I'm not real. I'm never tripping. But you guys, you, you know what I mean, homies. <laughs> yeah, homies. No, uh, you went, you went in the right direction for that joke. Yeah, yeah. Homies. I feel like we could test this though by trying to, you know, trip you more. You can try. Go for it. I give you free reign. Just don't hurt me. Okay. You're, you're paying for it. <laughs> no, oh. but like being, learning how to fall is such a useful skill. Like mm, not it just. Is. For skate, I mean, it is obviously for skateboarding yes. and mountain biking and sports like that, but also just for everyday life. You know, like sometimes, like I don't know, I feel like people get and get really hurt just by falling. Like yes, just I did. Walking I have around. been. Yeah, I've been hurt. Have you ever been hurt by falling? Mm, I mean, yes, <laughs> but not like in everyday life. You know, like I like would fall off something. Okay, like a swing set. Yes. Yes. Okay. Or the lawnmower. Oh, you've never broken a bone. But... <laughs> the lawnmower. Okay. That's... How do you fall off a lawnmower? Is okay. that dangerous? Did it have one of those seats got... where it st shuts yes, off? Okay, because good. I fell out of the seat, it shut yeah. off. You know, those don't oh, work, sure. work very well. 
Well, I wasn't trying to fall off the lawnmower, okay? <laughs> okay. It's, it's kind of a weird story. I was, like, uh, mowing the lawn in our old house, so you didn't know this house, but we had a swing set in the backyard, and there was, like, a slide area, so you would, like, climb the ladder up to the platform to get on the slide, and I was trying to mow under the platform, so I, like, <laughs> ducked my head. It was a riding. So yeah. I ducked my head and, like, didn't duck low enough and literally just, oh my like, gosh, nailed really? my head twice, and I fell off the lawnmower. Twice? So you, like, <laughs> kind of had, like, whiplashed it? Yes. Wow. Yes. Dang. How old were you? Um, I mean, I was mowing the lawn, so I was probably, like, middle school. Like, yeah, probably middle school. So 15 yards, illegal hit to the head. Yes, and then immediately, you know, like, swell. There's a big, yes. like, golf ball lump. You've had one of those in the van, too, though. I know. So. I have. All good. I'm not very good with my head. I probably need to wear a helmet. <laughs> oh, well. This explains a lot. I think I the first know. month of van life, you should. <laughs> I mean, I... But yeah, I agree. I, I've never been so concussed from just hitting my elbows and forehead <laughs> on random stuff. And, uh, and I'm proud of Jen because after a year in the van, she's doing it significantly less. But we had an ongoing joke where we're like, yeah, maybe she has real balance issues. <laughs> I mean, because she was smashing her head in the van all the time. Yeah. And, and uh, I know she just did it the other day on the counter. Uh -huh. Yes. Oh, yes. So yes. it's maybe poor timing. So it's still to, going. To, yeah. to praise her. But I mean, she's really done well <laughs> as far as not just uh, constantly leaning her, her head into everything. Yeah. It does take some time getting used to it. I remember we used to talk about, like, weirdest injuries we've sustained in the van. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like through the first year, I'm like, we just had some weird scenarios. Like, you don't know how to live in this space yet. And yeah. it's very different from the life you were living. Like, you're not walking through doorways and there's not bathrooms and stuff so yeah lots of stuff to be in the way yeah what was your weirdest injury well i remember i slid off the oh. bed one morning yeah. and we have these little latches that hold this table right here yeah and the table wasn't we hadn't learned to push it all the way in so the latch was kind of sticking out a little bit like this yeah and i just like slid right off and hit my tailbone just like sat on oh, it oh no <laughs> yeah and so like with my full weight and so yeah i had a bruised tailbone for like a week it was rough. As, as someone who has <laughs> bruised their tailbone skateboarding. Oh, yeah. Oh, my, my gosh. I was always God. scared. Tailbone injuries are not fun. No. <laughs> Mine's, like, hurting just listening to y'all talk but about yeah, it. But, yeah, that was the yes. one where I was like, I just didn't know the space well enough. That there's a little latch there, so I can't slide out of bed. I got to, like, you know, project myself a little <laughs> bit onto the floor. Yeah. But, yeah, that was probably within the first three months or something. Have y'all had any weird van injuries yeah. besides just, like, hitting your head on things? You know what? Um, I don't think weird. Nothing stands out to me as like weird. Lots of head hitting. Lots of like we should have rounded more edges on oh, stuff. Yeah. Because and that's yes. something we definitely thought of. And that is a good tip. Yes. You like should, round round everything. You should heed this if you're planning on building out a van. Everything yeah. needs to be soft and rounded. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> think like you're building a padded room. I mean, something like that. Because, as much as it can get. Yeah, because yeah, you're going to be bounced around in that, and you're going to be in weird circumstances, and someone's going to be trying to pee on interstate, and then it's <laughs> like they have to merge, and someone just smashes their head into something, yes. you know, or falls. or That happened to Amy. Yes. <laughs> yes. I wasn't peeing, though, I don't think. Or was I peeing? No, I think you just came back here to get something. Yeah, and I yeah, do. Just the littlest swerve yeah. with how long it is sent her head into this. Oh, yeah. see, that's a sharp, dangerous corner. Yes. Yeah. And she had a huge goose egg on your head. Oh, and I was no. like, wow, all I did was just like, you know, just yeah. one little gentle swerve. I know, I do get up and get things quite frequently. When well, after driving. that, we were like, we, I mean, we still do it, but yeah. we always yeah. like, 
you know, do I'm a verbal very... check. Yeah, so do we. It's yes. like sitting yes. in the exit row on a plane. They're like, I need to hear a verbal yes. yes. And he's like, I'm about to get up. Are you okay with that? Like, are you in a good spot? And, <laughs> yeah, I go, and I'll like, yes. So funny. <laughs> go. I'll look at the road and be like, okay, it looks like pretty straight. Yes. Cause like, the it's thing. not windy and crazy. And you're like, I'm going to go get up and get something. May yeah. I? And you're like, or can I? May I? Yes. I'm like, so heard, funny. confirmed, over and out. Yes. Go for it. Sure, make sure we're on the same you guys page. do the same thing. Yeah, we do the same thing, and Jen's like, uh, she's like, turn coming up. I have to merge. <laughs> or I have to take it off cruise control. Because when you're in the back and they just hit the cruise button, it's like hitting the brakes. You're like, ugh. Oh, when it like slows you down a little yeah, bit or whatever. Just, yeah, and it's, it's maybe like, I mean, it's, it's no big deal, right? When you're in the driver's seat, you don't even feel it. Yeah. But when you're in the back, it's like being the kid in the farthest back seat of the bus and they go over the railroad tracks. And you smash your head on the ceiling. Yes. At, yeah. the, at the time, you're like, this is I was the like, I love that. I love <laughs> that shit. I live for it. Yes. Oh. The back seats were always taken by the fifth graders. Yes. Because of that. And then the <laughs> coolest kid on the bus that was also the biggest bully always had the single. Yes. Because it was a double and a single, the single in the back. Seat, yeah. and, then, and then the one kid it had was a single. A bully. There was yeah. a single, yes. Our, our single wasn't always Is that because there was always a door right there that yeah. took up one yeah. other yeah, of the seats? Yeah, the escape. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Wow. All these school bus days are coming back to me. Okay. <laughs> so, wait, Bryce, you brought yes. up skateboarding. Mm -hmm. And is that, do you feel like that's a hobby you've, like, carried with you into, like, this part of your life? Or is that something that kind of dropped off once you got in the van? Um, okay, so that's a really... I have yet to see you skateboard, so I, I mean, must I, say dropped off. <laughs> I know. I yeah. mean, I would guess that, but y'all also were at home for like a few months this summer mm -hmm. so i don't know if like when you're back True. there you picked it up or yeah that, no i mean that's a good question so as someone that would literally write skate or die would on, you graffiti it on like on bathrooms? my boards on everything see that's why i liked the basketball route yeah. like their kind of like life motto was ball is life and that's mm -hmm. a lot more positive yes, than that skate is. or die skate or die i think that's why my parents didn't like so the skate emo. culture yeah that's totally true they want to yeah. die it, it fits the bill I never uh, really fit in with any clique in school and just kind of like collected oddball friends and yeah. had this huge community of like people from each clique. How and big was your school and your class? Like 500. For the class or the school? The class. Okay, that's big. Yeah. Okay. So it was that a pretty, is a big school. It was a pretty Go big. Go Spuds. Yeah, go Spuds. Yes. <laughs> yes, backstory on Bryce. He's from Fargo. Yes. Moorhead. Fargo Moorhead. Yes, Fargo Moorhead. Yes. The, the first part was wrong. The second part is correct. <laughs> okay, Fargo Moorhead. But, but you put too long of a break in between. <laughs> yes. I was getting to the Moorhead <laughs> part. I was getting to it. I was a Moorhead spud. Um, but yeah, so the... Yeah, I never really fit in, I guess, in any one click. And then I think when I was like in eighth grade, and that was like the seventh and eighth grade for me, those middle school years, were by far the worst years yeah. of any... I think, like, I really feel bad for kids in that time period. And some kids maybe have their shit together. I didn't. I don't know. Like, I was going through this, like, uh, you know, this little husky kid that was finally going into puberty. And you're just so self-conscious and all this stuff. Middle school is so hard. And everything it's that so someone hard. says, like, lands so hard. Yeah, and, and I got bit by a fucking squirrel in eighth grade. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you have dreads. So that happened. Yeah, yeah. That's what happened. Is that a, is that a side effect of squirrel, squirrel, squirrel bites? bites? It is. Your you hair naturally dreads. starts doing that. It looks like a squirrel tail now. You, you start rebelling. Yeah, I start rebelling. Nuts. That is what it was. I called myself, uh, <laughs> yeah, I started becoming like a superhero kind of moniker squirrel to myself. Man. I called it squirrel blood. 
was oh, my that oh was my, my that became my aim name oh and like all my did like, it really yes. no I can yes. see this I had to it was so embarrassing I had to do I had to like lean into it to make it okay I have so, so many questions but like why were you that close to a squirrel exactly that's what people want to know so but for another time okay we'll have to get into that. I'll have to save it on the podcast where it's just me and Amy that's hilarious there's too many good stories that you probably have okay because that's yes. like Spider-Man that's right that's yes. you yes. went to, okay. yes. I became squirrel blood at that moment and <laughs> I have emails and, and you know handles and associated with it I had a jersey I didn't know that <laughs> oh well, my it was God. for it was for it were our ultimate frisbee team but that was like my name on the back you were on you know, I know you were on an ultimate frisbee team. <laughs> Sharing that yeah. sort of stuff with this friend group is dangerously funny. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Like this will be used against Caleb we will at run some with point. It. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bryce, I feel like we just have a lot of similarities in that like you're kind of a oh shit, what do um Jack of all trades. Jack of all trades. Well, yes, definitely that too. In terms of your skills, are useful across the widest spectrum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like of what you can do. Like dance, dance revolution to <laughs> yes, yes. lifting a Honda car. Yes. Did you lift? I have lifted a car. Yes. I feel like I heard you say that one time. Yes. I don't know, and everything in between. What the? Not the whole car, just the rear. Okay, were you like in a moment of adrenaline? Did you no. need to save someone? No, well, lifted, lifted. Like I meant, like put a lift on. Oh, I, that's what I meant. Like lift kit. What? I've also so lift when you, kit. Yes. Whoa, yeah. I thought I'm thinking superhero. Yeah. I think well, like, what is it? I I have done both. I meant lift kit, but yeah. Okay, but he's done the superhero version of it. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's not exciting because if you get a well balanced Honda Civic where all the motor and drivetrain are in the front and the rest is weight reducted, you can get it to the point where at a certain balance point, like a child could lift the rear. Oh, okay, oh. okay. So all the weight was in the front. Yeah, it sounds cool, So did you cool, just though. try it? Like yeah, it does. It's like Kane. You should <laughs> yeah, just It's exactly like yeah. Kane. Yeah, someone could just walk up yes. and accidentally lift up the back end. Kane has King Kong in the front. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I would say he's 90-10 weight distribution, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. But, but uh, you were like a, a click surfer almost mm -hmm. you know not in a way and that's how i feel very much i was i had like all these weird random like hodgepodge group of friends who had just yeah. some were just like sports people some were just like right. video game nerds some were like you know band members and like theatrical and here i was just like in the middle of all of them i'm like i'm doing all of it yeah but like i don't not one really connects with me well i think it's we're adaptable people yeah yeah and i think that that's the major trait that allows us to jump in because I could jump in with the football players yeah. and, and hang out. I don't know a lot about football, but still like, you know, hang out with them and have a fun time and talk through stuff and whatever. talk about the Raiders. Ta yeah, <laughs> definitely. Talk about how they did their last season. Um, Which is what? Do you know? No, I have no clue. Oh, damn. And then, um, <laughs> you know, also hop in with like the art guys. Yes. Cause I was like majorly into art. Um, but yeah, going back to, I guess the, the major point of that story, it was just, I think the skateboarders at the time I thought were like real cool. Skate or die. Skate or die. Mm -hmm. And so like I think I so thought that as well. The, so good yeah, thought. Yeah. Great minds. Great minds think alike. <laughs> I didn't pursue it as much as you did, but and I skated for like a year. Before the squirrel bite. I would say that I couldn't skate anymore after the squirrel bite. <laughs> I could not skate anymore after the squirrel bite. No questions. We'll not be taking questions at this time. No, Aaron. <laughs> All right, continue. Um, okay. <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, it was, it was like, I think some of my friends were into skateboarding, and I just needed something at the time. I was like this this kid that grew up in in a in Moorhead, in town, and then my parents, uh, at, I think, 
at an appropriate age or whatever, but at seven, they moved me out to the country. So I went from like having all these town friends and being a very socialized kid that was an only child. So like I would seek out friends and I had a, a, like a large group of friends mm-hmm. in the neighborhood and we had a park down the street and it wasn't a great house. It was a very tiny house, but it was like kind of your, how small is your house now? Oh, it was way bigger than that. <laughs> but it was like a pitch, picturesque, like I had a really good childhood. My parents are awesome. They did such a good job raising me and, and all that stuff. But then moving out in the country was like th- the best and worst for me because it was an environment where you could kind of thrive, right? You're left uh-huh. your own devices like we all kind of like and adapt to. But also as an only child, there was like really no other kids. And mm-hmm. so it, it was a town of like 24 people. And the wow. so it was four houses in a row, and then we call it the Cragness Triangle. It's Cragness, Minnesota. And it was just another stop on the railway um, of just driving across the country, right? The, uh-huh. the Midwest on the rail. So every seven miles, there's a town. And this is one of those towns you could drive past, and you're like, hey, there's some potato houses and some old cars and a bar. <laughs> I thought you were going to say patina houses. No, potato. no patina. <laughs> Wait, why did they move there? Um, because it was, I think like a really good option for my dad at the time. He wanted a really big shop cause he's okay. a hot rod guy, mm-hmm. loves yes. cars. So he wanted a big shop and then he wanted to have like bonfires and you don't want to live in town and be kind of told what to do. Gotcha. And at the time it was like a gravel road and it was like pretty far out there. It was uh-huh. seven miles from Moorhead. So it wasn't crazy. You mm-hmm. could, you could drive. He had to work in town. My mom had to work in town. So mm-hmm. add another seven miles on. It wasn't, wasn't crazy. But then you're far enough on the country where you can kind of get away with like doing your own thing. Yeah. But you're also like, you know, it's the flattest land in the country that I'm aware of. And like, you could just look for miles. It was just farmland. Uh-huh. Every once in a while you see a silo or a tree break, but that was it. <laughs> tree break? <laughs> yeah. A, a tree break is just from the dust bowl. So they plant like a row of trees so that oh, the topsoil uh-huh. won't get um, taken off. And so there'd just be like a line of trees and then another field and a line of trees and another field. And, it was just so boring out there. So then, um, you know, I'd hang out at the bar and do that sort of when stuff. When you were seven? No. Well, the, <laughs> I mean, at a really young age, because the bar also rented, like, Nintendo games and oh, had arcade nice. stuff. Okay. It, and it was, um, yes. it was like uh, the community center. Like, it was, <laughs> in like, Stardew? Yeah, it was like, but like, actually. It Not was, just a bar. What, yeah. It's what the community center could have been in Stardew Valley. <laughs> yes, you people know, actually were what, there. Yes, <laughs> playing video games. Why They should have video we games. We restored it for a reason. Exactly. There's what not was... even fish in the damn fish tank. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, um, all, all saying that, the, like, I don't know, I, I felt like that click had something, I don't know, I wanted to be cool, right? Uh-huh. Every kid in 7th and 8th grade wants to be cool. And the skater guys were all cool. And so then uh, I got into skating, and I skated for a long time. I want to say, like, maybe at least 10 years hard. Wow. Did you ever do it, like, did you do, like, competitions and stuff? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Did you ever do it compete? I don't. So I was on a skate team for a very short period of time. Like Brink? Huh? Like Brink, the Disney Channel movie? No, I have no idea what that oh. is. Oh, you don't know what Brink no, is? No, sorry. Okay, as Dude. a skater, you should know. Wow. Okay. Maybe we'll do that for me. But Bryce is in like a whole different age different Yeah, I think that are. might be past me. I think but so. <laughs> I, um, I was on, for a very short time, I did like art for skateboards and then was on oh, a skate team. Oh, that's really cool. And that's yeah. a cool immersion of both of those things. Like yeah. art 
and skating. Wow, I could see you being very good at that. I can too. That would be cool. Yeah. So that so that was really fun, but it was like a just a little like blip, and and I was not qualified to be on that skate team because I was <laughs> I was like I said I wasn't a risk taker, and so throwing as a six foot two person, you know, the taller I got. And the skinnier I got, like the yeah. more the more it hurts to fall too, right? Like you're falling from a higher altitude. Yeah. So a lot of the yes. people that were really good the at air's skating, thinner up there than yes. when you hit the ground. <laughs> they, they were like five foot five, five foot two guys, and they could they their center of gravity's lower yes, than kind they were of like, like gymnasts. Yeah. Yes. And so then um, I'm I wish I would have got away from it sooner, but I kind of identified corely as a skater through high school and wore skateboarding clothes and and just was really into skating. I like that. We used to, I have videos of like lighting things on fire and skating them. And I lived in a garage <laughs> you guys for have, a while. Like, mixtapes of these? Like, did you make your own skating mixtapes uh, and yeah, stuff? stuff? Kind of like that. Cause that I, would be I was sick. into video editing. Dude. Wow. Um, of course but, you were, but it was on, it was on VHS. <laughs> you're editing mm -hmm. videos on VHS. Yeah. We have two VHS and you're like, you're, you're basically, you're just kind of recording one and then stopping and then, taking out a tape and putting another tape and in recording it, and recording it. yeah and so you're just kind of doing this weird wow, juggle you know we never did that no, that was pat like i feel like it had progressed by the time yes well no like our original movie making was just uh we would just like rewind the tape and try to stop it at the exact moment and record. Uh, and record from there that was literally the most editing we did when we first got into making movies but i know what strategy. you're talking about where you yeah. can like yeah. hook them two of them up and like record off of one yeah but i think we we're kind of past that by the time we were making well and then next they came out yeah like the next upgrade when we were finally old enough to like you know actually do something about it on our own <laughs> not just use our parents cameras <laughs> well this uh, was old when i was doing it so yeah. for you being like like 15 five, five years, years younger than but we you. still started with the eight 15, they, oh my god yeah 15, 15. 17 <laughs> yeah wow but i was still are... started with the little eight millimeters you know yeah. Yeah. Tapes. Okay. Yeah. So, the high high eight. The high eight. Yeah. yeah. That was our what our so, family camcorder had. <laughs> so still <laughs> tape. I, still tape. That's awesome. Yeah. So we would just rewind it and then stop it like yeah. to the point we liked, and we just try to get it correct. <laughs> yeah. Because you can't really tell. It was kind of like uh -huh. a lag when you press the stop button. So it made for some hilarious edits sometime. Yes. Where, where you leave in a, a gap of like something you've yeah. also recorded yeah, over. Yeah, it's yes. like, or you leave in like the go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was lots of that. It's like okay, action, and mm -hmm. then like mm -hmm. we just didn't take that out. But so, how many pairs of Vans did you have? Uh, so I have huge feet that are wide, so I can never wear Vans. Whoa, really? Whoa! I did. Wear I love my Vans. Like vans. not even now. I love my Vans now. I do too. They don't. So Vans run narrow, and uh, I I do have a pair of Vans, but they're really uncomfortable. Um, Dang, so I'm I, so sorry. Yeah, so I, there's there's stylish shoes. I, like I had Converse's back in the day when I was a kid because they were like I want to mm, say they were like nice. eight dollar shoes. Probably. Like I, yeah, I, I want to. I remember being like, God, how old was I? Maybe like ten. It was back when you had shoes that like you could pump up. I remember that. Yes, yes. We could, like, yes. you know, I don't know. I remember why, but, like, the tongue would pump up, and you had this little button on it. There wasn't much of a purpose to it. No. But other than aesthetic. And it just kind of made a noise. Weird. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I remember yeah, there were Not pumps. Not really. But then, I don't, I don't exactly remember why, but my mom had bought some Converse's, and I, I think they were just really affordable, like, shoes. They were so cheap. And then I actually liked how they looked, and they were pretty comfortable, so I had yeah. those for a while, but eventually my feet just got really wide and they just hurt. So I didn't wear they were stuff. They're busting like that. out the sides. 
But I had a lot of those like giant fat skate shoes. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, that was they're such like a so thing. clunky. They're yeah. so clunky. Yeah, and and they're like the low. Did you ever cut? have any? Like, oh ankle. yeah, yeah, yes, ankle. Did you ever have one any with the little like uh, where you could grind on rails in the middle of it? No, I don't know what those. Those were called. weren't cool. Like, they weren't cool where you were. So fruit from? booters, which are rollerbladers. Yes, and then the people with like wheelies or the one wheels cr- yeah whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. all that stuff was super uncool oh damn. So wait are you talking about the shoes that had wheels on the bottom yes like, and people yes. could like skate just roll that stuff I remember, was roll I think, the class i think our school had to like ban those didn't they weren't you like not allowed to wear those in probably school? yeah someone got pregnant off of them <laughs> wow. whoa so they got kicked out <laughs> but yeah that stuff in skate culture was like super uncool there's no way um but i i couldn't as a skateboarder, you're, you're basically grinding your shoe against sandpaper. And yeah. so what I didn't understand Again is and again and again. Endlessly. Yeah. Like, why didn't they make, like, um, like, a leather patch that you'd put over your, like, DCs where you could, like, tear it off and put a new one on? Because there's really only specific areas that would wear out. Is this a business idea you're pitching on us right it's now? It's too late. It's gone. <laughs> and if someone... Has someone already done it? No, or... no one's done this. But I always thought that as a kid where um, I guess I should have done it. Because, like, you'd buy a brand new pair of shoes, and mm-hmm. I would wear it out to the point where my, my foot is bleeding, because every time you'd <laughs> ollie shit. or you'd heel flip or something, it would, it would, like hit, scrape it would scrape it, and yeah. it would hit the same part. In order to do the trick, you had to drag your foot across the board, and it would wear out the same part of the shoe. Um, and I didn't have that many tricks. Maybe if you're a better skateboarder, and you could, like, switch, so you're, you're doing it on both sides on both feet and then there's more variation Mm. then it wouldn't wear out your shoe but since like i was more or less like a one-trick pony then i just had like very specific areas and all my shoes would wear out and so i (laughs) so you could kick flip i could i could never kick flip oh never kick flip neither could i so like kick flip should be easier because you can actually see the board like rotate underneath your feet and then you put your feet out and you can land right you for, know when it's the rotation's done yes and then you can step on it and for some <laughs> reason you can stomp on it i couldn't do that I, I could flip the board and i just like i don't know what it was about it but it never felt very natural to me but i could heel flip like crazy and heel flips like a blind kick flip it's you kick out oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah. and so it's it's harder because like the motion is actually harder and then when you're so you kind of like pop it up from behind. Yeah, so you ollie, and then in the air you flick away instead of okay. toward you. So yeah, it's like a blind kick. Flip. It's a blind kick flip. So and you, you can do catch that it blind. better than a kick flip. And I got to the point where I could like double heel flip, and I still couldn't kick flip. Wow. And, and then I could okay. three sixty flip with a heel flip, and I could front flip, and I could all those felt more natural than just a basic kick flip. So I was always like. I was just not a good skateboarder. I could do some of these things, and I was yeah. really inspired by like Rodney Mullen, who was like not a. He's like the most technical skateboarder as far as I know that ever lived. I haven't been in skate culture in twenty years, but back in the day, and then now, um, or sorry, and and then anyway, like and then T- Tony Hawk was like the big vert mm-hmm. guy, right? He's doing the uh. nine hundred at the time, and the big vert stuff was like so scary. Right, and I didn't like yeah. taking those sort of risks, even right. though Tony Hawk is like my height, so it's like th- that no excuse as far as the. There's height There's no stuff way goes. to kind of lean into that, like you do mountain biking, you know, yeah. technical stuff that you want to come back to, where you just can try it out a little bit. Like skateboarding, you got to go full, full send, send. especially yeah. on that uh, vertical stuff. The like, vert is yeah, if you and ever... like if you hesitate, it's worse. Like you, yes, you have to full send it, like mentally and physically, or you're gonna wipe out. <laughs> and drop that's scary. in, yeah. and you still might wipe out if you full yeah, send. Dropping yeah, dropping in always scared the shit out of me. Oh, and but... it should. Dropping in is yeah. like falling off a cliff. 
But apparently it's very easy. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that's what it says. You slam the front down. And, but and like, you just go for it. And yeah. w- even as, you know, let's say an adolescent that was trying to drop into a three-foot bowl, yeah. um, I would get so scared, right? Because it's yeah. like you just hey, you have to commit. Because if you don't, the board comes off, and then you just slip, and then you could smash your head on the, the yeah. rail. Yeah. And so yeah. anyway, it's so dangerous. Now they actually, like I saw at a skate park, um, I, I would imagine more have this, but they just had a rope. I was like, it was like, it, so like a, try and catch yourself. It's attached in the center of the room. You hold onto the rope and then you just drop in and then you don't you fall. Can... You just grab it and then if oh, you if you cool. screw up, you just kind of like you don't fall very hard because you yeah, have this yeah. rope. It's like that is ingenious um, because we just like crashed over and over and like I said, helmets weren't cool. Yeah, and when you're exactly. like staring down, I think the biggest that's part of the skate or die thing. I yes, think. Yeah, just like, die. You actually was, do. If was, you if you crash, you're dying. <laughs> yes, that's I was part of it. More likely to die than be <laughs> successful. But I dropped in on like maybe a six foot bowl or six foot half pipe. Excuse me, one time, and uh, and that was like that was like that's pretty ballsy. I can't believe I did that during that time. Like at got all. Some big Michael Goggins down there. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's Goggins. Michael's Goggins. <laughs> that was that was like the edge of my uh, skill level. You know, and yeah. then we had people from Fargo that were like doing crazy stuff. Like it, there. We had such a short window where you could actually do sports like skateboarding because of our snow. Yeah. That I just can't believe people were so good. But there was people that went pro and people from that generation that were wow. very successful in skating. And uh, yeah, obviously, just wasn't one of them. And I'm really glad too. Like so is I, that is that like what made you kind of like leave it behind? Was like you didn't feel good at it. Or, like, why yeah. did you decide to leave it behind? I think that was part of it. Yeah, I just, like, it, uh, eventually, so, like, if you would ask me at 18, you know, I'm, like, skate or die. It's, like, part of my identity. Was um, that your yearbook quote? No. No, not at all. <laughs> but then it was, like... What was your yearbook quote? Do you remember it? I don't remember. Damn, really? I don't even know if we got yearbook quotes. Yeah, I don't know if everyone does that. We got uh, a I mean, a lot of people do, but... Uh, I guess as a senior, you got to, like, include a quote in yeah. your yearbook With profile. your senior picture. Yeah, with your senior picture. And I used the quote from Fight Club. Hell yeah! <laughs> no wonder we're friends. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah what, that's what, why what? I was like, uh, it was the... Uh, Losing all hope is freedom or something line. Dude, yes. <laughs> I think I probably oh, would have something very similar. <laughs> yes. I, yeah. That's what I was asking. I was like, I feel like Bryce is going to be right on with the fight Man, club. Man, yo, <laughs> but, I bet. I bet. Um, I can't believe I don't have a fight club tattoo or yeah, something. Yeah. Well, that's what, that was my well, next question. If you actually did, so. would you have a skate or die tattoo? Were you ever close no. to getting that? Yeah. I don't think so. I, I think my parents scared me away from tattoos because they didn't have any. And they kept saying it's forever. <laughs> and so then it, they're not wrong. well i guess you can get them removed now yeah but. and you're not forever well right and i think or the, are you the finite nature of us is actually the thing driving me to get tattoos yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so like yeah it drove me to get tattoos like yeah. i was like because uh and i think you said the same thing when you finally started getting tattoos because uh, everyone's like they're gonna look so bad when you're old and mm-hmm. i'm like who's old yeah. walking around being like look at my skin right like look how good it looks other than like you know celebrities J-Lo. Other than J-Lo. It's Other Patina. than J-Lo. Body, yeah. Patina. Like, already I'm getting older and my skin's not going to be as good. Like, yeah. who cares? Like, the tattoos are just Decoration. That. Yeah, decoration. Yeah. No, I feel that. Sweet. 100%. I think we're talking, talking you into getting a tattoo now. Oh, I'm planning on it. Is the Jumino going to be first? No. No, he's told, he's told us what he's, he's thought about. Yeah. Yeah. You, don't have to, you don't have to announce it okay. here. That, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm blanking on it. I, I've been purposefully not getting tattoos to be the inverse of you. 
I, started, I, I started shaving my head because Caleb has long hair, <laughs> and now I'm I've trimmed. My, this is the lowest, the smallest my beard has been probably since I've been. I want to say around the age we're talking about, like 18, 19, like where I could grow a beard. I always really had, that's well, the closest it's been to. I, I can almost guarantee. And it. that's because I'm growing a beard right now. It's I, I'm doing the inverse of you purposefully. Okay. Well, I'm shaving this off any day, and then <laughs> like, I don't have tattoos because you have so many. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I had. Well, that doesn't make sense because <laughs> I had so many of them before we even met. <laughs> I know. No, I just I just thought about it the other day, and I was like, this is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah. Because I don't Maybe have physically any, the opposites. I don't have any piercing. Things. I don't have any tattoos. Hardly any hair. Yes, I shaved my head be- just because I got sick of getting haircuts and paying $20 like every couple weeks. And I got sick of haircuts too, so I just grew my hair See, out. Just opposite approaches. Yes. But yeah, we have but such same, a similar... Like, yeah. well, same root, same the, seed. Yeah, we planted the same seeds, they're so just funny. like growing in different routes. Same roots. Same roots though. Yes, same yes. roots. Yeah. Okay, so one question I had that, like, from all this, because, sure. yeah, you're huge in the skating culture, but I yeah. also feel like you are, I mean, you love the outdoors, and you're, like, a yeah. very much, like, outdoorsman, mm-hmm. which I don't know, like, when that started about for you as a child. Like, was it when you guys moved out to the farm? Or yeah. did it come, like, at a later time? Or was it always just ingrained in who you were? I, you kind of chose, because I feel like skater culture would almost be the opposite. Skater sure. culture feels like, very urban. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Like, urban, rural, like, graffiti, and, you know, yes. you're, like, downtown skating and burning trash cans. All that was cool, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like, yeah, like, I like both. I think now as I'm older, I couldn't imagine being part of that city culture. Yeah. But at the time, it was especially the art stuff, when I went, when I went really deep into art, and I thought it was going to be, like, a graphic artist and a professional artist. Still could be. Still could be. Could Still be. Could be. Could, could be. be. No, I'm not like, you know, planning on retiring on that money. But um, going that route, like, I, the urban stuff was so cool to me. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, I think I think that my parents just did a, a really good job of just, and I was just the sort of kid that, like, wanted to be outside a lot. Like, I, I had learning disabilities, so I've never been much of someone that, like, really pursued education. Um, just as someone with uh, dyslexia, you know, I wasn't very good at, let's say, reading. Reading for mm-hmm. me is very hard, especially reading comprehension. That's why audiobooks and that sort of thing. Like, it's good for me to do, um, but also it's it's a pretty hard thing for me to, like, sit down and read. And then as a kid, I used it as a way to, like, fall asleep. And so when uh-huh. I would read, I'd fall asleep. And so then, so I actually read a lot, but I would fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And so Amy, then... you have that problem. I do that. Yes. And so, like, I... I, I problem. Sorry, you but have that perk. Skill. Skill, yeah, whatever. And I've tried to break myself of that because every time I read an email at work, I don't want to fall asleep. <laughs> it, like, um, triggers you falling asleep. Your it, body's like, oh, it's You start reading and you're, like, one eye's drifting to. off. Yeah. I think it used to. Um, but anyway, so I think I was just, like, with those characteristics of me. And then being a social person, I just, like, wanted to be outside. And then my dad was always in the garage. Uh-huh. He was always, you know, mowing the lawn and doing stuff outside. And they... They built like a tree house for me, even our townhouse. That's and cool. That is really cool. And they had like a, you know, like one of those plastic swimming pools. There's just always a reason to be outside, and inside was kind of boring. And mm-hmm. when you had to be inside, that was fine. But I'd rather like I, I owned a Nintendo NES when I was five. My parents bought it for me. Nice. And most kids would just like get completely absorbed in the yeah. Nintendo, and they wouldn't go outside. And I was like, luckily 
got bored enough because the games were so hard that I had a good balance where it's like I play some games and then just I'm like I'm done with it I can't beat Battletoads it's like one of the hardest games ever I'm, <laughs> that sounds it. like King Gizzard though Battletoads yeah then she sent that one time we were listening to King Gizzard and like yeah. this sounds like Battletoads and then you played yes, the Battletoads song that's right. remember that yes, yes okay that is totally true um, but just a little note there. I, <laughs> Something worth noting. <laughs> I would just like go outside and I don't know. I just always enjoyed being on the rain, riding my bike, playing outside, that sort of thing. And then when we moved out in the country, then, um, I think it just made it, it exacerbated that where then they, they had this like little, um, we called it the shack and I think it used to be like a railroad building my parents bought, but I had my own little like building out back. Um, which was so cool and it had like a loft and it, and it, I want to say it was like a five by five. So don't like get excited. That's still so, that makes <laughs> it, it was, even cooler. It's it so cozy. Cool. And, and like, my, they put a big window in it and then it had a fire pit next to it. Oh my gosh. And then, um, oh, that's the dream. Wait, why did you ever get in the van? Go know, back there, just dude. Live in the yeah, shack. Go live there. It was yes. so cool. You can just like disappear. Uh, and then a little shack. Like I would just, um, spend all the time outside skateboarding or biking or we had a big ditch the ditch was like 20 feet and so i'd like snowboard or 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 do whatever you know we have eight months of winter so like i was always the kid when it blizzard i was outside the whole time that's see that's what i was gonna ask was like i know where you're from the winters are very cold and very harsh and so i wondered if like during those months as a kid if you just like hold up and play video games or were you still like pursuing that love of being always outside yeah. I would like dig out. I would I would take my nerd friends from my core group and I'd be like, you know, they'd come over to my house for the weekend and they'd think that we're just going to sit and play Chrono Trigger in, in my basement. And I'd be like, no, we're going to go outside all day, <laughs> like all day. And then wow. we, and it was always so fun, right? Because you'd like, you'd dig into a massive snowbank that's like seven feet tall and you'd make a cave and then you put candles in there and then okay put, see that sounds like cool. that sort of stuff right yeah, that, that was not the snow we were dealing with growing no. up no oh. one wanted to go outside in that sleety bullshit see wet we had yeah. massive wet and stuff. icy yeah you know and then there so was we just like, play video games all day yeah. <laughs> that's what we did <laughs> that's a good excuse <laughs> yeah but then there was like uh i lived in the floodplain and so we had times where, you know, all that snow turns into water. Mm-hmm. And there was one year, the flood of 96, 97 in my area was pretty famous. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so like at one point, um, you know, my dad couldn't even snowblow anymore. We had a long driveway. And so he'd pay a guy with a payloader and he'd just pile up the snow. And my dad's like, for me, cause he's, he's just so funny like this. He'd be like, pile it as high as you can. <laughs> and so then he, as high as you can. Yes. And then, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and then the guy would take it and I remember him like taking loads and just dumping them on dumping them. And they're like as high as the house. Oh my God. And, wow. and we have photos that from that. Awesome. So you also had a winter home. You had the cabin and yes. then you had a winter ice castle. Yes. An igloo. Yeah. <laughs> this enormous wow. parking lot that had like a, I mean, I want to say it was at least a 30 foot hill of snow that year and then you'd i would take it and on really cold days i'd like take a mister and you'd like you'd, you'd sled down a, a path right so you drop in the top and you'd and i was trying to jump the driveway and you could sit there and spray it and it would freeze and spray it and it would freeze <laughs> and you kind of get like the cool runnings path like the, yes the bobsled that is so cool and wow, so innovative creative yeah. so fun and then anyway you're just trying to go as fast as you can down this massive hill and and then you know we get friends over and burrow into it and um and our ditch just because it was such a deep ditch because it was a, a floodplain 
um, the, the ditch was massive and it had water in it pretty much year round. So it, it was kind of like a river, but it was like a river of farm runoff. So like definitely uh, probably will give me cancer at some point in my life. <laughs> um, but I mean that ditch during the winter, it would freeze solid with the water that was in it. And then there's these huge culverts and I'd burrow into them and stuff. And I'd make all these like elaborate caves and the culvert was safe because I had snowmobilers that'd be like blowing by at like 50 miles per hour. And every once in a while they come, come through your cave or something. And uh-huh. like, they have like studded tracks. This would like, this would screw up a kid. And so like I knew about that. So when I would hear noises, I'd retreat. I always use the culvert as like a retreat mechanism. Oh my gosh. Um, wow. th- to hide. And I would get so salty at these snowmobilers for <laughs> blowing by. Kind of sounds like, I don't know, it could be like the basis for a video game or something. Like a simple <laughs> video game. You're trying to avoid the... By building an ice fort yes. under the and snow. And then yeah, you try to avoid mm. the snowmobilers and maybe they destroy some of your... What you've built, and so you have to go back. Kind of like Advance Wars, right? <laughs> you build oh, things, and Bryce uh, comes and destroys it. That's, that's right. How it works. As a winner. No, it's, it's a winner in Advance Wars. It's the opposite. <laughs> okay. That's a risk he doesn't take anymore, is challenging me <laughs> in Advance Wars. He <laughs> <laughs> okay. won't do that risk. Bryce, I'm going to take it another, like okay, a please. different route. Please. We're going to go a little more present. Okay. Like now. Yes. So we're like one month into 2023. Be present. Yes. So what makes Bryce Raider get out of bed in 2023? <laughs> wow, that's a deep question. Um, well, it doesn't have to be. It could be you have a meeting. Yeah, well, I, okay, so that is <laughs> yeah, but normally you know the first thing in my day. <laughs> um, but I, I think it's, uh, right now it's it's running and it's trying to, like, eye on the prize, right? After five months of training for this ultra marathon. I'm like very focused on getting through that. Mm-hmm. And um, even though I've been in like random uh, non-organized sports, like skateboarding and fighting and, you know, that sort of thing, like uh-huh. mixed martial arts sort of stuff. Like I never have had a training program this long, like for anything. Oh, yeah. How long will it be once y'all have completed it? The it's training and everything? Six months. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. listeners out there, Bryce along with all his other mini talents, is also running an ultra marathon. Both the engine. Engine, yes. Yes. too. Both. Yes. 37 miles of yes. trail running, too. Trail running. Not just running. Yes, with elevation change, unlike yes. the areas. Yes, but yeah. How much elevation is it, like, luckily, over the course of the course? I, I don't course, think, yeah. like, <laughs> I don't know that much about the races in the U.S., but I think Jen just kind of randomly targeted the perfect starter 60K. Uh-huh. Because it has 4,000 down and 2,000 up. Mm. So it's oh, more down nice. than up, okay. which is awesome. But never at once. You don't just run down no. a huge hill. It's over the course of the whole okay. race. But it does feel like that. When you're walking at like a 10% grade uh-huh. for switchbacks and you're trying yeah. to run up it for time like uh, to not hit a cutoff. Since we've already done sections of this race, um, it's it feels like a lot. I mean, it might yeah. be a couple hundred feet at a time, but it adds up quick. And you mentioned it's a 60K, right? Which is mm-hmm. 37 miles. Correct. Correct. Yes. yes. 37 miles. Yes. Because I wouldn't know that conversion. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. If you want to follow their journey, you mm-hmm. can check it out at Average Wanderers on YouTube. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, we not only do we love watching those videos weekly, but I think we're always like, man, I do not know how they're doing that. <laughs> like, that well, like, it's inspiring. I, like, and also from very... I mean, you're probably closer to it than I am, Amy, but we're both pretty physically fit and I've always yes. done athletics and sports. And I'm like, that is still something I would never do. 
like mentally, I would not want to put myself through that. <laughs> but you definitely. And so, could. but it's very inspiring live. seeing it you from could. a fly on the wall, you know, or sure. even closer, just as yeah. a neighbor out yeah, there, exactly. like seeing you guys daily just run out yeah. and casually hit like five miles, and I'm like. I just, I don't know. I was on my phone the whole time or something. I mean, yeah. there's something really powerful yeah. about, like, the commitment it takes to this. Yes. Like, right. obviously, discipline. when y'all do the race and finish it, it's going to be, like, an amazing moment and so great. But really, I think what stands out is, like, the commitment over six months of, like, the dedication, the time that y'all mm-hmm. have to intentionally carve out. I mean, especially on your long runs on the weekends. Like, it's literally all of Saturday. Yeah. Most yeah. days. Um, like, there's just, that is inspiring. And then also... Um, Shoot. I lost the second thing. <laughs> <laughs> High mind, Amy. But, I like it. But the commitment and the dedication <laughs> and, like, y'all keeping that promise to yourself. Like, yeah. And also just the physical toll and physical maintenance that you guys, like, I mean, yeah, running would take it out of me. Running those distances daily is crazy. And then just having to, like, maintain that because you're building to something. Yeah, on a period of time, like, I don't think I've ever trained for anything for six months either. Yeah. Like, that is a ridiculous long amount of time. I'm excited to see, like, once y'all are done with at least this commitment. Yeah. Like, what you take from this whole experience and, like, how you, like, implement it in your lives in the future. Like, whether it is, like, running-related or just, like, life-related. Because I'm sure there's so many things, whether you know it or not, that y'all mm-hmm. are, like, learning that will, like, bleed into other areas of your life as well. Yeah, and I think that's the part I'm the most excited about. Because, like, I'd like it to be a is lifestyle. the bleeding? The bleeding. You love blood? I, I do. And violence. Run or bleed. Um. Run or bleed. That can be your motto. Run or bleed. And Bryce is like, why can't you have both? Um, but, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's the mental gains, the mental fortitude, I think, that comes with it. And as someone that I, I don't feel that disciplined, just in general. Um, and so, but it, it kind of forces you. And I think Jen and I work in perfect harmony there where like, if we're really not feeling it, one of us can push back enough and we won't run. But if you, if we just know each other well enough through all these years of living with each other, especially in the van, you can't escape. Mm-hmm. Like you're just, you're, you're two peas in a pod. You have to rely on each other for a lot mm-hmm. of stuff. We literally were saying we do ev- literally everything together yes. today, like yeah. everything. Yes, Which from chores insane. to sex. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're yep. waiting for I was trying marriage. to think of any... Okay, well, so. we are married and okay. have been That's married fine. for... I accept that. Yeah, so... We need uh, to put that caveat in. I, I just don't want <laughs> yeah. the listeners to get any wrong ideas. <laughs> yeah, Jen sure. Okay. <laughs> but if, anyway, the... <laughs> it's uh, it's the mental, the mental fortitude, I think, that comes with that, where, especially as someone, like that off the couch um to ultra couch to I just ultra. i felt like i had so many like if i would have done it right after our marathon i had already ran so yeah. much because i ran one marathon and trained well yeah um, where you started from like yes. it has been a huge transformation yes and i i love that about it and i feel like i want to incorporate that into my life and i remember feeling that way after the marathon mm-hmm. where we got done running the marathon and the marathon was very painful and I don't particularly love running. It's mm-hmm. not, like, my passion. Um, but it's something that, like, I feel like is just good for me to do, like, physically and mm-hmm. mentally. And then I get a lot of growth in my, you know. You see the benefits phys- from both. Yes. Like, yeah. and how they work. I, I don't know if I want to, like, continue to sacrifice one day a week entirely to running. But also, like, I read stories about people that just get up and they do an, a marathon on a Saturday before they go into work. 
So like, like there's there's levels, wow. right? There's levels. Like for us on a trail right now, it takes us five hours of running to mm-hmm. get twenty plus miles in. Uh huh. And other people, you know, they get to a level where they can just kind of crush that. And and so maybe we'll get there, maybe we won't. But I really like, um, I like the, like almost everything from this experience, from start to finish, has been positive. Even though. Like if you watch our videos, like the beginning is so painful for me to start. I'm I'm having all these calf injuries. My mm-hmm. hips are hurting. I'm not a very good road runner. I'd much rather run on like uneven terrain. And I'm just like like physically damaged from all the stuff I've done over the course of my life of being almost 40. And everyone is. We don't get through life without that. But like I think between the combination of like. I'm doing yoga to support my running and it makes a little more focused and Mm -hmm. it kind of gives my life more purpose where it's like you have this kind of one thing and the the simplicity of running where you're like, I am trying to get to a place, right? Point A to point B. Mm -hmm. That's it, Mm -hmm. right? So like maybe it doesn't matter how you do it, how you look, how you feel, but like the goal is to get this distance and I really like the simplicity behind the goal. Um, And then I like as an adaptable person that likes kind of problem solving on the fly and being put in those like weird situations like a snowstorm you know that got me excited to, mm-hmm. as a kid like, how are you gonna train I'm, no i'm oh. like i'm a, like as a kid it like i'm like i'm gonna get outside because yes. it's, it's it is the worst weather we've had in decades like <laughs> uh-huh. let's get outside and endure it and i think as an adult i just get like a little bit excited by things that are like challenging like that where it's like it's raining really bad and super windy. Like what uh-huh. idiot would be outside doing this right now? Like I get actually more excited kind of the layers of challenge that it gets uh-huh. in that way. Um, but it's also like running. I feel like is a pretty safe challenge. I'm not like skydiving. You know what I mean? Yeah. That sort of thing. Or like doing moto. Would you ever skydive? No. Same okay. dude. So safe no. maybe. Yes. But like just in terms of commitment and discipline, totally different. Yeah. And like, yeah, and changing changing your date like this affects this has affected y'all's daily routine for almost six months yes, now. Yes, yes, every single day is different because of it. Yeah, and I, I and I like that, right? Like it gives you a reason to plan your day around. I gotta get this run done. Gotta make sure to get hydrated. Gotta make mm-hmm. sure to get my yoga in. Gotta do my PT, and and all that stuff adds into this like making you a better person. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it, it's only been net beneficial and I like that. And then like we, we, like I said, after the last marathon, I was like, I want my life to be in training cycles. So maybe it's not like I'm going to go from, I'm going to try to run a four hour marathon. And I'm going to try to target a three, three and a half hour marathon. It could just be like the next training cycle is something completely new. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try a triathlon. I'm going to try whatever you're trying to target, like a mountain biking goal. But I just feel like a really targeted training plan um, works really well for me, and it keeps me focused. And I know it generally likes it. And and running's always been her thing. And yeah. I, I know she gets like a lot of mental gains from it. So it's something that we can kind of nerd out and, and grow together with. So. Um, so do you feel like? I mean, you're not done yet, but you're very. Yeah. You're about two weeks away. A two week weeks. and a half. Yeah. They're tapering. Yeah, yes. actually, 17 days, technically. <laughs> so do you feel race. like... But who's counting? Yeah. <laughs> I, I am today. <laughs> so like, do you exactly feel like 17 with 17 days. days left out of six months worth of training, like between you and Jen, like what yeah. has changed, like personally, from doing oh, this, yeah. doing Ooh. that much training together? I think it's made us stronger. Man, we'll also yeah. need to hear Jen's answer on this. Yeah. <laughs> at it, some point. It's definitely, I, I think, made us stronger because we've been able to... 
Um, so, like, I really feel like partners should have hobbies that overlap. And, and I, I would, I think, in an ideal world, depending on how deep you go in that hobby. You're going to be a good partner for a lot of people. Yeah. You have a lot of hobbies. That's true. But, but you should be able to, like... Mainly me. Will you go to the flower yes, dance yes, with me? Yes, yes. Any time, Kayla. Yes. We would be the best partners. We'd be, like, playing Pokemon and oh, then dude, not running, wow. and that all sounds great. I will if you will. <laughs> But yeah, right, Jen, Jen, come comfort me. But yeah, all of that stuff, like, um, but yeah, I think that like by like we got really into mountain biking together, and then we could watch mountain biking videos and read about it and nerd out. And I I, I see like the older couples that are really happy, and it seems like they have something like that in common. And I just like I seek that out. I just I I have identified that, and I look for that in my life because mm -hmm. like the last thing I want to do is be stagnant. And I think if you're pivoting on different things, like it's one thing to just be a complete jack of all trades, which I feel like I have been at some points where you're just kind of good at nothing. And that's always mm. like, I think the, I feel of, like the definition of jack of all yeah. trades is kind of the opposite. <laughs> you're good at everything, mm. but I know what you're saying. I know where you're coming from, but like it's hard, but you're good at everything. So you're good at nothing. Yeah, you're not like you've never invested enough time in a single thing to so get really out. good. Where you like know you know people that are yes. way better at mm -hmm. each individual, even from your small hometown. You know, it's like this guy was way better at skateboarding, and that guy was way better at DDR, and this guy was way better at fighting, and all those different things that like I've done or running and whatever. And biking. this guy is way better at advanced wars. Pointing to me. Okay, I'm not saying it. Okay. 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 He was, po he was pointing. I at don't me. understand the game, so I can't. I don't. I can't comment on this. Caleb, I think, is up right now on wins. Yes. To, for the record. Overall. For the record, he That's dominated. Very honest of you. Yeah, very the, honest the last time you. around. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So it's um. But so since you haven't spent that much time and went down that rabbit hole as hard as others, because you've been focused on other tasks, you're just not as good. Um, and I just don't know, like, it's just who I am. Cause I, I think I like, I, I get, I'm very good at getting to an intermediate level at a lot of things, mm -hmm. but I don't think I've ever gotten from an intermediate level to an advanced level at anything. Mm. That's just how I feel personally. Wow. And so one of my goals just in life is to get to an advanced level at something, whatever it feels right. And then I'd like to take that advanced level and get to a master level at mm -hmm. something. And I don't even know what it is. Um, I love the idea of mastery and have just never got there as the jack of all trades. And being a very adaptable person, you just dabble in everything and that's exciting. And it's also really fun progress because like when you pivot and you're like, I'm gonna learn pottery. It's really good, like easy, I should say, to go from like, I don't know anything mm -hmm. about this actual task mm -hmm. to like, I can make a bowl I could drink out of or eat out of. That's such much, so much progress. Yes, it and feels yeah, yeah. kind of like plateau. After yeah. That. yeah. And I think at that intermediate level where you plateau, mm -hmm. it's been hard for me to like spend enough time as someone that kind of gets bored to, to get to the next level. And so that's just, um, that's wow. a Do you really think you'll thought. know, do you, like, I know you don't know what, Mm -hmm. this thing is that you are eventually going to master but like do you think you'll know when you get there <laughs> that you did like i've reached mastery of this finally i, I you hope know? so i hope so but it really i don't know yeah it seems like the masters you know like did 
Leonardo da Vinci know that he was one of the best, most influential artists of all time? Mm-hmm. Like, he died poor. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he, he just, like, I, I don't think that, um, I don't think that people, no matter what your ego is, know or feel that, that they are a master. I think yeah. that you always, I, I like to think that way. Maybe someone that has a completely different mindset that's very narcissistic and has this massive ego is just like, I, you know, and maybe to be the level of whatever they're doing, let's say if it's mm-hmm. a fighter, like I can't imagine, so, you can't be someone without an ego to be a fighter. Like you have to tell yourself mentally, I am the best, mm-hmm. period. Like Muhammad Ali, right? Mm-hmm. Like he can't go into a fight saying that he's not the best in the world. Yeah. Right. And so or I he's think- He's gonna for, lose, for sure. He will lose. <laughs> it's he like him dropping lose. into the bowl with <laughs> yes. not a lot of confidence. Exactly, yes. he has to. Um, so maybe for that particular uh, title, but I bet you at the end of the day, he goes home and he picks himself apart. Yeah. And so really, I, I don't know. And maybe it's maybe it's just like one of those uh, kind of Buddhist ideas to like always seek. Like the, I think the, that's it. That's the the yeah, core of it is like, yeah. I feel like all the people we would consider masters are always like thinking they there was another level for them to obtain. For you sure. Know? Yes. Like that's part of the mindset. Like I'm never going to get to a point where I am master. I'm done. Like I'm all, yeah. yes. And no, I think, done. yeah, I definitely have that. Like once you, yeah. even like, I feel like in your drawings, you draw something and it's really good. And you're like, yeah, but next time I do it, it's going to be better. Like I'm yeah. going to improve upon that. And there's never mm. going to be that ending cycle, but yeah. in, the, in the best way, it like keeps you going. But I do think, totally. like, I agree with you on all that, but I mm-hmm. also think at the same time, there is and can be a sense of like, yeah, I have like. I'm pretty damn good. I don't know if you would say <laughs> I've mastered this, but maybe like I have reached. Yeah. I've like, I've gotten really good. Like I'm yeah. very good at this. Like I know. Yeah. But is that master level? We're talking master level. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I need to change the way I view the word mastered. Because I think when you hear the word mastered, I think done. Like, I think if you've mastered something, sure. you're done. But I guess I don't, you don't was have Was Dumbledore to. done with Hogwarts? No. Even though he was the master of Hogwarts. <laughs> but I guess huh? you don't have, yeah, I don't have to make that association. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Master to me means done. Like, if I've, oh, I've mastered the ukulele, then I will never learn anything new on ukulele anymore. Yeah. But that, it doesn't have, I don't know, I don't have to associate that way. Yeah. Yeah. I so I think his name was Robert Greene wrote a book on mastery that was very influential in my life. It's a free audio book on YouTube. Just by the way, I've listened to it. A What's few, it called? Mastery. Just mastery. By Robert Greene. Have you recommended that specifically to me before? I probably or? have. I've heard. Yeah, I've heard people talk about it. But anyway, probably you and t- probably someone else. Totally free but. book, and I I remember like before I did my career shift, and I was like just trying to like. I was just doing remote starts on cars all day. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was like, I have all this time basically to absorb knowledge because I no longer have to use my brain. I, I've got to an intermediate level with doing remote starts. I've done 5,000 of them or something. And then I could just start investing all that time into audiobooks because I was trying to find a way out because the, mm-hmm. the car dealership life was like definitely a cesspool. Mm-hmm. No one don't go down that path. Like as a, as a mechanic and then as someone in an aftermarket department, uh, just, it's a, it's the culture is actually just not worth being a part of alone. Um, but I spent all that time doing audiobooks, and that was one that really hit it to me where I was like, it, it describes like Darwin and different, um, you know, Da Vinci and different people that mm-hmm. have obtained mastership or, you know, mastery to a level that everyone else in the entire world would say that like, they're probably the best at this. They like given look thing. to them for yes. this certain area. Exactly. Yeah. So like in written history that 
humanity currently understands, they have obtained, uh, you know, a, a status, a level that like no one else really has got to. Mm-hmm. And so um, the, the the stories about those people and how they got to that level is so interesting, you know, because it's like, I think even if you were to interview them at their peak, they probably didn't feel that they had mastered. It was just like, uh-huh. the, you know, because yeah. once once it's like this door where the deeper you go, what is that curve though, where it's like, you gain confidence in this thing that you understand, and then at a certain point, you like lose all confidence in the task because you're like like a bell curve. There's yeah, it's a bell curve, but it's like there's so much more to know. How could you ever know it all? Yes, yeah. right. That's it, how I feel about yeah. the car engine. <laughs> like that's how exactly how I felt. Like when we were getting the van, I'm like, I'm gonna start learning about at least you know start with simple things like changing yeah. our own oil and all the maintenance I can do on it, and then yeah. also you know as we get further into it, I'm gonna be able to maintenance myself, like change things out. And yeah. very quickly, the more I learned about it, the more like the scope of what I could know started yes. like appearing to me. And I was like, Nah, fuck it, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, Let's pay someone for this. <laughs> what? But you have swapped a lot of your own parts, right? Um, no, I wouldn't say a lot. Probably no. but a few. I put a few math sensors in. Yeah, okay, that's a thing. <laughs> I got halfway through changing our own oil and then could not get the right piece. What about your turbo hose? I've we, not actually ever done, done it that. Yet, but we haven't done it yet, but we could. Own. We could, okay. yes. I do feel confident I have. I could do that. You put the yeah. fuse in for the... The new blinkers. relay. Hey, there yes. you go. Yes. yes. Because of Bryce. Blinkers. Showed me yes. how to do it. Blinkers. <laughs> yeah. But it's literally just a plug-in. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> so... That's sort but of But I stuff. think a master, like, takes that. Because even masters, like you are saying, like, still know. Like, there's so much out there that I still don't know. And I think yeah. they take that and that excites... That fuels their fire. Yeah. That excites yes. them. I mean, and that, that makes them is the mastery. When yeah. the, the thought of the unknown, like, spurs you forward into it. Yeah. You know you're going to get there then. You know, like, you're... You're going to get there, you're and then on you're the going to keep going. It's like, yeah, the master is totally journey over destination, probably. Yeah. So the way it's described in the book, which I found very interesting, is a lot of these people found something that was like something they um, something they did as a kid, right? Mm-hmm. So like uh, they, they found this thing that excited them as a child, and then as an adult they revisited it, and it brought out that same like childlike like mm-hmm. curiosity mm-hmm. and the curiosity was actually the number one driving factor in a personality trait that drove people to mastery because then the, the more doors that open the more questions you have mm-hmm. and it's why leonardo da vinci was so amazing because like it, it, there's there's a more recent book wrote about all of his journal entries because leonardo da vinci's journals like he had art you know these art books and journals over the course of his entire life uh-huh. and they got you know um, after he, after his death and he became very famous, uh, his, his journals got kind of split off and there's a bunch of people that had like a page or two pages or three pages. And this includes like Bill Gates, Um, you know, like very rich people that had like a bunch of his manuscripts and books. And so then, um, this one person, uh, I can't remember his name. Um, but anyway, he, you want me to plug that in? Yeah, go for it. Oh, I can probably do it. Sorry. (laughs) um but anyway he grabbed all of these uh different you know books and put them together and basically made the most complete version that we have to date of all of his um information and and leonardo da vinci the the thing that made him i think so incredible is he, he had an imagination but also this this thirst for knowledge and curiosity that never ended like 
one of them was talking about like what a woodpecker's he had a journal entry what does a woodpecker's tongue look like and it was just stuff like that where it's wow. like that it, is such a kid question like just, that yeah. sounds like or something what, so bizarre what shape is a duck's penis yes yeah that might be in there corkscrew Okay, I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. It's very bizarre. Exactly. Fun fact of today. And yes. they, they didn't have Google, so for him to answer that question, yeah. it would have been really intense. Yeah. Um, but he did that with everything, and he'd sketch out these ideas, and then the more he learned about engineering brought him the more to, like, warfare, and pretty soon Leonardo da Vinci is, like, he's basically building out machines for war, mm-hmm. but then that brought him back to civil engineering, and then that's more about, like, building bridges and precision and... You know, and then wow. so it's all this stuff, and like the the Renaissance man. I think like if I die on my gravestone, I would love to be considered a Renaissance man as the jack of all trades. Wow! Ooh, mm. I like that. Like, yeah. I like that as a question. What was the question? I didn't ask. Like, the question would be like, when you die, what do you want on your gravestone? He just like answered <laughs> yeah. it. Bryce Raider. Yes. Dope name, Renaissance Man. Yeah, <laughs> I would love that. Because I can see that. I, I mean, at this point in your life, and I've known you. I guess for like 12, 11 months. Yeah. I can see it. 12, 13 is what I meant. 12, 13 months. Yeah, just round up for Jen, please. Yes. yes. For Jen, it's been like 16 months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow. But I can see that. And I think I think you are on the path towards that. Thank you. If you don't feel yes. like you're there yet. No, you should I, play um, Assassin's Creed 2 as well. Because you get that. to befriend Leonardo and learn a lot about him. And then actually drive his like war machines. Wow, I'll do that's that. how I learned all my Leonardo, Leonardo da Vinci stories. He's because they were accurate in that game for sure. I'll have to check that out. Actually, he was <laughs> he was highly dyslexic too. So as a kid, I was drawn yeah. to his story. Um, drawn to his story. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Damn, that Boom. Was good. <laughs> I think I preferred that. <laughs> Waiting for a reaction. Well, Bryce, I think we could sit here and talk to you for literally like eight hours, probably. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, we had a list of questions yeah. for you. Did honestly. we get through any of them? We yeah, got through one. some. Mm-hmm. No, we got through a couple. Yeah, we definitely hit I on threw some a few topics. in there, but yeah. but yeah, obviously it's just topics for the future. Yeah, you know, you have to come back. Yes. We rarely are around you guys, so I know it's rare <laughs> yes. that you would ever you know <laughs> we'll be to available to be on the podcast again. But <laughs> anytime. But thank uh, you no so fun. much for yes. taking the yeah, time yeah, to sit down with thanks. us. Absolutely. And yeah, you can uh, follow Bryce's adventures yes. on their YouTube channel, Average Wanderers. Thank yes. you. Yeah, Definitely you guys got to give that shout out. You're the best pluggers and shout outs <laughs> of all time. It's incredible every time we listen to your podcast. Shout wow. out to just yes. plugging everyone. Well, we do love the Average Wanderers. We tune in every week. It just it makes me happy. And it's, it's really cool, too, to see y'all's whole journey, especially with the Ultra from start to finish. Um, and all yeah. your travel and van life stuff is really cool to see, too. I'm excited to see the end of it too yeah. the ultra journey yeah yes. me too see what the becomes after journey. yeah the ultra journey pumped. i feel like we've been on it with you so you, you have <laughs> yeah, a lot of it yeah it's been pretty cool you've witnessed the slow grinding torturous progression yes yes, yes. <laughs> all right caleb you want to take us out all right peace out thanks for listening oh wow okay no that is not it <laughs> okay thank you so much for tuning in and we will catch you next time peace out all right everyone say bye bye bye, bye. that was more eloquent <laughs>